Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk. Joining me today is director and founder of Pure Property Management, Ashley Purim. So you founded Pure Property Management in 2012 and you've got a strong ethos for running your family business. Can you tell us a bit more about your approach? Hi, Gillian. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Pure Property Management, as you said, started in 2012. We actually started on the back of another letting agency closing down. And what I learned in my time at this previous letting agency was how not to do it. Right. So I learned a lot of lessons in that respect. And so I run my business in a very, very specific way. Uh, We've had client accounts from day one when we started up. um, And we keep monies very separate and all those kind of things. So my whole philosophy about doing business in general is if we're going to do it, do it right. Yes. And so I've got very strict rules and I, I train my staff specifically about mm-hmm. how I want things done. We've got certain systems in place and I insist that, that everybody sticks to them. Great, great. Well, you've not only survived, but you've actually grown during um, challenging market conditions and unprecedented change. So how have you managed this? Sure. It's the, the landscape in mm-hmm. Edinburgh has changed from night to day mm-hmm. um, or day to night, depending on which <laughs> where you're looking at it from. Um, it has changed a lot. And the, the way we stay upfront with things is um, I use a lot of very, very personal values that we work with, uh, honesty, mm-hmm. integrity. Um, like I said, we want to do things right. And I have built the company through relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of networking. And from that, we've mm-hmm. garnered business over the years. We care for those um, those landlords as such. Mm-hmm. Sure, we obviously care about our tenants and those things as well, but the relationships are, are, are strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, we do lose properties every once in a while. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, the thing is we need to learn from our mistakes, and that for me is very important. And the fact that we are const- continually learning mm-hmm. and growing as individuals, and as a result that filters down into the company. So, so I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of um, self-betterment, if you like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'd like to think I'm very self-aware of who I am, and I try to translate that over to my staff and encourage them. Even when a, when a person comes in for a job interview, I, one of the questions I ask them is, uh, what's the last book that you read? Right. And so I, all my staff, I have prescribed reading for them. I give them a book and I say, if you want to work here, you have to read this book. Brilliant. So it's, your own book club. <laughs> well, not quite. It's, the, you know, it's, a, it's a very simple book, but it's the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book by Robert right. Kiyosaki. But uh-huh. I want people to understand my mindset of, of um, how we do what we do, yeah. why we do what we do, why landlords invest in properties. They mm-hmm. want residual incomes. And, and so those are the things that I, I insist that my my staff need to buy into and one of my goals even for my staff is that they all become landlords too one of them at the moment isn't but all the Mm -hmm. rest of my staff are landlords well that's it because you'll have learned a lot through your own experience because you have your own properties um in edinburgh you've got your own portfolio as well as south africa because you actually bought your first property at the age of 22 in your home yeah it was a while while ago now to tell you the truth so it was around that time um 
when I bought my first property, uh, I bought it um, via auction mm-hmm. um, with a friend of, well, a friend of mine bought it on an auction for me. And I loaned the money from my dad because I was too young and didn't earn enough to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And the deal was always, we're buying it, we're going to rent it out. So my dad was the bank. He charged me, I still remember, he charged me 12% interest oh, on my money. He charged you interest, it's okay. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, make no mistake, my yeah. dad charged me interest. Um, but he got me on the property ladder and yeah. I will never regret it. I would have loved the cheaper interest rate, but <laughs> but I will never regret it. a bit it. harsh. And um, well, the interest rate in South Africa is very high, high in any case. It? In mm-hmm. fact, at one stage it hit about 18 or 19%. That was a couple of years later. And fortunately, uh, I wasn't lending money from my dad at that stage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, that's how I started out. Yeah. And I would buy, uh, ren- do a little bit of a renovation. Mm-hmm maybe stay in it for a while or rent it out. And a year later, I'd sell it. And then right. the next year, I'd buy something again. And eventually, I stopped selling them. Okay. Uh, so I still have a portfolio. Uh, it's, it's not a very big portfolio anymore in South Africa. But yeah, slowly but surely, uh, I'm shedding those properties due to various personal circumstances. Yeah. But I'm investing in other things as well. I always, I don't want to kill the goose no. that lays the eggs. So um, I'm constantly investing. And um, I'm investing here in Scotland as well. I, I find the returns on investment in Edinburgh exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's because I have a strategy and I stick to it. So I was going to ask you about that later, but kind of going back to your portfolio of properties in South Africa. So how did you manage them from here? Oh, it's, I tried for a while, but it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, this friend of mine who had originally bought the very first house and subsequent houses on auction for me, um, he runs a company called Property Assist in right. South Africa. And they had a rental division called Rent Assist. And Rent Assist managed my properties for me for a while, uh, for quite a, few, quite a few years. I've been in Scotland for about 13 years now. Mm-hmm. So I think they've managed it for about seven or eight years. Um, but they didn't do as good a job as I wanted them to do, uh, especially when I started running me at my own agency and I mm-hmm. put various things in place. You start seeing the holes. You start yeah. seeing where things are falling through cracks. You start seeing that the communication isn't what we would like it to be. And so in November last year, we actually started our own company in South Africa. And we essentially took over the Rent Assist uh, portfolio. Right. And we now manage it on behalf of Property Assist. But the Property Assist system is very, very interesting because, as I mentioned previously, the interest rate is so high in mm-hmm. South Africa. And not just the interest rate, but the cost of living has escalated hugely in the last few years. So we find a lot of people are in a lot of financial trouble and a lot of properties get repossessed. Mm -hmm. So Rent Assist makes contact with people prior to the property actually being uh, repossessed by the banks or having to sell those properties because of high council tax. In South Africa, we call it municipal rates Mm -hmm. or various things. People just generally getting into debt. And so... <clears throat> excuse me, they have a, a system where they help people not lose their houses to auctions. So they will um, make an offer to a landlord to buy the property from that person. They will, at the same meeting, sell it back to them on what we here in Scotland would call a delayed completion. Yeah. And then essentially they would have three to five years of renting that property. So the owner is essentially staying in the property. They don't have to move out of their house. Mm-hmm. Their credit rating doesn't, um, doesn't get damaged. Good, and they've yeah. essentially got five years to recover or three Mm -hmm. years or however long they need to recover. Um, And then within that 
period of time they can buy back the property. And sometimes they don't buy it back, mm -hmm. but most times they do. And they look after the properties because it's, it's theirs. Yeah, it's um, their you know, they've got an emotional attachment to the mm -hmm. property. So it's a very nice and I, th I think a very ethical system because of the fact that they are saying, if you buy it back in the first two years, this is the price. Mm -hmm. And an investor would actually come along and buy that property from, from the owner and then sell it back to them at an agreed rate. So if they didn't agree to it, if they weren't happy with it, and it's not extortionate uh, interest rates right. or anything like that. But as a result, then the person knows what they're in for mm -hmm. and they can choose either that we do this and we, we save our, our family, we save our property from being repossessed, we save from the embarrassment, the, the problems with our credit file, all those kind of yeah. things. Um, and very often in South Africa, when a property gets repossessed, the bank just sells it on an auction and um, the person still owes a huge amount of money. Yeah, so it. It, it really helps people out from a financial perspective. Um, and I, I just like the system. And then we manage it for the next three to five years or however long that person is renting it. Right. Okay. So you travel back and forth to South Africa regularly then? Um, well, we only kicked the business off in November last year. So mm -hmm. last year I was back in South Africa probably three or four times just mm -hmm. set, starting to set things up. Um, I've been back twice already in 2019 <laughs> and I leave again on, on Friday, right. uh, next week, sorry, not this Friday, next week, Friday, but that's just for a short stay. Okay. Um, just to go and check up on things, make sure mm -hmm. everything's going and try and work on my tan a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I certainly need it from living in Scotland. So how would you compare the two rental markets of Scotland and South Africa? What are the, the main kind of similarities and the main differences then? The differences are, are vast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in South Africa, we have a population of 65, 70 million people. Mm -hmm. So the demand for housing in the country is huge. It's just huge. The, mm -hmm. the rental market is massive. However, in Scotland, I find the first thing people pay is their rent. Mm -hmm. Not so much in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's, there's a lot of hard work. Yeah. People... Um, Salaries are a lot lower. Yeah. Um, a cost of living is, is quite high. Um, properties are nowhere near as expensive as they are in Edinburgh, but they are also still expensive in comparison to, to incomes. Yep. So as a result, people still find themselves in trouble. South Africa is a beautiful country. The people are beautiful. Uh, it's a, I love going back, but it's just very different. You know, mm -hmm. to get from one part of the city to the other part of the city, it's an hour's drive. Here in Edinburgh, from my office to anywhere in the city, it's 20 minutes. That's it. So, like I say, that's the biggest thing. There's, there's so much more available property. There's so much more demand for property. Um, they're building. Like, each time I go back, I need to check the sat-nav, how to get out of my driveway, just down to the <laughs> shops that I've been going yeah. to for years. It's just that so much has changed. Um, and like I say, interest rates are so much higher. Mm -hmm. So you've really got to work out your sums if you want things to make money for, yeah, you. for you. But deal. there's huge opportunity there. There mm -hmm. really, really is. And I'm starting to, to start, um, I've started investing back into South Africa again All now right. from a financial perspective with property assist because they get such good uh -huh. returns on investment and, um, the opportunities are just great. So what main areas? Is it Cape Town itself or what main well, areas? In I was born and bred in Cape Town. I know mm -hmm. Cape Town. My family still lives in Cape Town. My friends are still in Cape Town. But I also lived in Johannesburg for five years right. before coming to Scotland. So uh, when I go back and our offices are in Cape Town, but we cover the whole of South Africa. So wherever property assist goes... Uh, because they will work throughout the country if someone's struggling and they need to help them out with one of their products, yes. um, then we essentially go with them. 
Right. So we, we cover the whole of South Africa Gosh. in that respect. It is a little bit challenging, but we everything's about partnering with other people. Yeah. It's all about the relationships again. And so we draw in other companies, other people to help with various things. And we present uh, workable solutions to the landlords and the owners. Mm-hmm. Well, coming back then to Edinburgh, what are your thoughts on the current trends then in Edinburgh's markets, rental market? You know, this is the first year since I've been running my company where as we're going into summer, the phone isn't ringing off the hook. Right, okay. And I don't know if it's a Brexit thing mm-hmm. or what, but we're finding that the demand for properties at the moment is nowhere near what it was two or three years ago. Yeah, we've certainly kind of heard from a lot of agents, particularly across the central belt, of, you know, a slight cooling just since, you know, quarter one. Yeah, um, obviously rental prices are going up all the time. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has got to do with the new uh, private residential tenancy. You think it's all the changes of legislation? Absolutely. Yep. We're finding that uh, the demand, firstly, isn't quite what it used to be. Right. And secondly, we're finding that we're having a higher turnover of tenants. Okay. Uh, especially right. in winter, mm-hmm. uh, we're finding that tenants can find cheaper accommodation because they rent something out from us in September <sighs> where rents mm-hmm. are at their highest. And then come the summer, all they've, got to do, mm-hmm. all they've got to do is give 28 days notice and off we go. Yep. And the, the hardest part is with the HMOs, mm-hmm. because normally the HMOs would be rented out for 12 months. Yeah. And now people come and we've got guys leaving their HMOs now at the beginning of May. And it's not a great time to rent out an HMO no. now. So, uh, you know, you want to rent it out in September where you can get optimal rents for the mm-hmm. landlords, because that's my job, mm-hmm. trying to make a property as profitable as possible for our investors yes. and for our landlords. So what do we do? We have to then possibly rent it out on a short-term basis, Airbnb style, which we're quite happy to do because we've done it and we have a a separate company that we do it through called Pure Service Departments. Right, okay. But the way that the Scottish government is clamping down and the council is clamping down on on short-term lets in the city um, makes it not, not, it's not fun anymore. It's not... you know, it's and it's nowhere near as profitable yeah. as it was two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Well, actually, I mean, you know, talking about the the drop in um, inquiry levels, have you noticed a recent drop at all um, with regard to you know from EU nationals? No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we we love Polish tenants, for instance. Yes. We, we, I don't know why. We just find them very nice people. Maybe yes. it's part of their culture. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, but definitely, there's. we still have a lot of Spanish inquiries. Yes. Uh, we still have some French inquiries. But um, from Eastern European, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it has got to do with Brexit. Yeah. Um, but also, Edinburgh is a very, very expensive city to live in. We're all aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, I think a lot of people are starting to move outside of the city uh, mm-hmm. just because rentals, yeah, they it might be due to the Airbnb thing, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because rentals are expensive. doesn't matter where you go in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that's just found out actually with our report that's out yesterday that the average rent now in Edinburgh is up to, yes, 1,115. Yeah. So, well, obviously, I mean, you also have a wealth of experience um, through your own portfolios that we've talked about, which has enabled you to offer buy-to-let investment to landlords. Can you elaborate on this side of the service? Sure. Um, we are not property sources or anything mm-hmm. like that. We, I just give advice. Mm-hmm. And because property investment for me is a vehicle to help people become financially mm-hmm. free. So when a landlord and through our relationships as a landlord comes to us, uh, quite often landlords want to grow their portfolios and we will help them with that. And when I say we help them with that, we advise them on 
what we think is good areas to buy in and various other things. So they will generally come to us and say, I'm looking at this particular property and they'll show me a link online. Mm-hmm. I'll have a look. And because I know Edinburgh fairly well, I'll be able to give them a, what I call a guesstimate of mm-hmm. what I think this property can rent out for. And quite often I might even go to the property with the landlord, do a viewing at the property before they buy it. Uh, we'll run the numbers for them, work out uh, on a particular kind of interest rate, what their, what their um, repayment would be on the mortgage if they needed a mortgage. And we'd say to them, you know, your, your mortgage payment is going to be 500 pounds a month. This property is going to rent at approximately 1,000 pounds a month. It's going to cash flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was in your position, I would buy the property. And we don't tell them to buy it, but we say what, we would, what I would do personally if yeah. I was in your position. Um, if a property uh, needs a refurbishment, we'll give them an idea. And again, it's just a rough guess as to what we think it'll cost. We can't see unforeseen damage and no. hidden damage and those things. So we'll say to them, you know, because I've done this on so many, ti- so many times, I will say to them, approximately you need a new kitchen. It's going to cost you more or less this new bathroom, new flooring, give it a coat of paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, that double glazed window pane is damaged. That one's going to need to be replaced. All in, you're looking at X, Y plus Z mm-hmm. and see um, with that, does it work on your finances? Can you do this? Um, but obviously they need to understand people and we make it very clear that it's not a, it's not an estimate that we can, you can hold me to. No. Um, uh, this is what our contractors would charge for these kind of things because I've done it and I know how, how it works out. Yeah. So. Okay then. Well, what areas of Edinburgh then and what type of properties would you recommend for investing in buy-to-let? I mean, obviously, with higher house, house prices in the city, it makes it more challenging for yields to be lucrative. That's right, yes. Um, that's a hard one mm-hmm. uh, because I have my own personal strategy that I use for my yeah, stuff. Yeah, formula that works for and you. And I always say to landlords, one of the first questions I ask them is, what are you wanting to achieve? What is your strategy? Uh, and a lot of them don't have a strategy. They know that what they want, and then I'll help them develop a strategy on right. how to get there. So I'll tell you what I like. Okay. I like um, these old ex-local authority properties, four in a block. Yes. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be a lower asking pr- exactly. sell price. You know, uh-huh. we... we I've bought two for one was under a hundred thousand about three years ago, and the other one was hundred and ten thousand just last year. And what areas? Were they um, you know, I look in? at places like Stenhouse. I right? love Stenhouse, mm-hmm. and it's close um, to the city still. Exactly, isn't it? Mm-hmm. you know, and I look at the areas where there's generally the a lot of tradespeople mm-hmm. living in those kind of areas. They seem to mm-hmm. stay. Yeah. Um, but for instance, HMOs are obviously very great but they are so expensive to buy yeah and with the epc ratings and the new legislation that's around sometimes it's going to cost a lot of money to transform those properties so that your energy performance ratings are a lot higher so it's expensive to put gas into a property Mm -hmm. and gas central heating it's expensive to put double glazed Mm -hmm. windows in and sometimes you can't because it's a listed building so what do you do with this thing so that's why i like to stick to those kind of properties um I generally buy two-bedroom flats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like them. Yeah. Other people like three-bedroom and four-bedroom HMOs. I don't have any HMOs. In, mm-hmm. we, we obviously manage a whole bunch of them, but I don't have any of my, my own. Um, as soon as you move into the city center, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. My thing is, um, if you're buying within the Edinburgh City Bypass, you should be okay. Yes. Because there's such a good demand for property mm-hmm. still. I personally stay away from new builds. Just because they're generally more expensive and they, you struggle to cash flow with them. Yeah. I always look at the end of the day, how much is this property going to make at the, mm-hmm. uh, per month? 
if a property is going to make £50 or £100 a month, mm -hmm. I won't even look at it. And for the long-term investment side, obviously, the, a lot of the tenements, I'm not sure about the, the properties you're looking at in Stenhouse for, you know, how they'll appreciate over the years. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I find those little ones, because my strategy is I look for the ones with the swirly carpets and the... You know, they, they really need a good refurb. Yes. So I'm always putting a new kitchen in, a new bathroom in, new mm. carpets, and I paint the place and maybe double glazed windows mm -hmm. if it doesn't have it, or upgrading the central heating or something along those lines. So I'm always trying to add value. But I've also got an investor who said to me, she doesn't want to lift a finger. <clears throat> doesn't mind having the flat cleaned, but she wants a pristine condition. Right. And that's her strategy, and it works mm -hmm. for her. And so when she comes to me with something, we'll... You know, I wouldn't buy it because mm -hmm. it doesn't fit my strategy, but I'll tell her this is what the rent you can expect for the place. Yes. Uh, great. You don't have to do any work on it, so you should be fine. This will work. That will work. Um, so it really depends on the per what the person wants to achieve yeah. and how much work that are they prepared to put into it because I project manage all my refurbs myself. Yes. So it just makes it easier for me. I get what I want. And that, I mean, that's also because I mean, buy to let investment it is more complex than people often um, perceive. What common misconceptions do you find people have when considering investing in buy to let? Oh, goodness. We find people just see the money. Mm -hmm. They think, I'm going to get £1,000 a month for this property. That's £12,000 a year in my, prop in my pocket. I'm going to be rich. Mm -hmm. And it's people just... forget that you've got to pay tax. Mm -hmm. You've got to do repairs on a property. Yes. We've got so many landlords where we tell them the boiler is old and needs to be replaced. It cannot work anymore, but I don't have the money. <sighs> and people forget that. Yeah. We always say to landlords, whatever you make out of a property on a, on a monthly basis, keep 10% in a separate account. Mm -hmm. Just so that you've got enough money to do this or do that. And, you know... The way life is, people lose their jobs. We've had tenants die in properties before. Yeah. Anything can happen. And now all of a sudden for the next month, two months, three months, you don't get any rent. That's it. You've still got to pay the mortgage. And the bottom line is you can't get blood out of a stone. I know that we've got a new first tier housing tribunal and all those kind of things. But if a person doesn't have money, mm -hmm. they are first going to take care of their family before they pay rent. Uh -huh. I know it's a terrible thing, but these things happen. Life happens. And sometimes we can't foresee these things happening. Well, that's it. Because even with the first tier tribunal, I mean, you've got to give it a certain amount of time before you can actually Absolutely. take them. And then, of course, you've got the process in itself. So, yeah, a landlord can be considerable time without rent. Absolutely. And, you know, as much as the first tier tribunal was supposed to speed things up, mm -hmm. in my experience, it hasn't. Right. I prefer dealing with them because it's not going to court. And yes, my lord, no, my lord. Yes. Uh, or my lady. Um, <laughs> I, it's a much more relaxed atmosphere mm -hmm. and it's a lot more conversational. But it's quite a, quite a journey getting there, yeah. I'll say that much. Mm -hmm. So what would you say has been the highlight of your career so far? Oh, there's a couple. First, starting my business was huge for mm -hmm. me. Um, that was the one. The second absolute win for me was passing my letting agency exams. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so I think stressful. Many agents would say that too, yes. <laughs> you know, because it was a thing, I knew all the stuff. Yeah. And I know how to apply it, but I didn't know which act it came from and yes. I didn't know which document it was in and it was it's it, it was quite stressful. But I was really pleased when I when I'd passed that. Uh, and then the other big thing for me was as a foreigner coming mm -hmm. here and actually getting my foot into the property market. Yeah, with a very and, different market. And my first mm -hmm. property that I bought as a buy-to-let, that for me was a huge win. And it's my baby. Yes. It's just the way it works. And for, funnily enough, I've actually just remortgaged it. Oh, have you? And um, 
and it's it's doing so well. You know? Great. Yeah, I love it. Where's so, that located? Oh, it's in one of the areas I never wanted to buy. It's in right. Pilton. Uh-huh. So, well, not quite in Pilton, more Wardyburn, Granton area. Yes. But it's, it's sort of, it's called the Pilton's kind mm-hmm. of, but it's a nice little place. Gosh, well, between... Um, South Africa, Scotland. I mean, what do you do for downtime? Do you oh, sleep in the plane? <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, actually, um, one of my big things in life is reading. Right. I believe that we should be continually educating ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of stuff that I think there's a lot of people that would read them, but a lot of people that won't read this yeah. kind of things. Um, so I, I don't know if people have heard of the book Think and Grow Rich. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I read that. And I, it's next to my bed kind of thing that right. I read it regularly. So I, I read a lot of self-improvement kind of stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I, I love novels as well. Yeah. But then I'm also a huge sport fanatic. Mm-hmm. I actually play um, softball and baseball. Okay. So I'm sitting here with an injury today. Why are you watching <laughs> injuries? Oh, so it's not visible. Problem What's... with my knee. Oh, right. But I absolutely love softball and uh-huh. um, it's unfortunate that summer is so short. Uh, but our company even sponsors one of the local teams, which I play in. Right, And okay. um, hopefully this year we're going to win the league. Which so team? It's called them? the Edinburgh Bolts. Right, okay. Yeah, so we're a nice bunch of guys uh, and girls because it's co-ed. Yes. And we, abs- we have an absolute blast. We go away on tournaments. We play in Leeds and Manchester and Glasgow. And there's a huge tournament here in Edinburgh called the Edinburgh uh, Festival. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a festival. Yes. Festi- festival. Um, and then I play baseball as well. So I play for a team called the Edinburgh Giants. Oh yes, and um, uh-huh. so we have. I have a lot of fun. So my summers are very busy mm-hmm. with with sport, and my family hardly sees me at times. Gosh! And then at other times, I'm winter. It's just the gym, and then I'm home reading and yeah. those kind of things. So. Well, well, now finally, I'm going to ask you a really important question. Mm. Okay, you're a big rugby fan. I am. Yeah. So Scotland versus South Africa. What scarf do you wear? Well, let me put it to you this way, Gillian. We have a saying in South Africa. We say, "My blood is green." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took the staff to watch the Scotland-South Africa game last year. Yeah. And I took my daughter with me and myself and my daughter were all clad in our Springbok rugby yeah. jerseys and Springbok beanies. <laughs> and all my staff next to me were all with their blue beanies and blue jackets. And, well, South Africa was victorious as they yeah. usually are when they come to Murrayfield. <laughs> but to be, to be quite honest, as soon as uh, South Africa is not playing, I put on my Scotland rugby jersey. Oh, you do. <laughs> oh, it yes. sounds very similar. I'm married to an Australian, so... <laughs> It's very similar. Oh, listen, thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed that. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.